Hi, my name is Mary Spender and welcome to the final episode of Series 2, Episode 10 of Tuesday Talks. I've now interviewed 10 incredible musicians and I've learned so much, as I'm sure you have too. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this podcast, wherever you may be. Remember, you can catch the full video interview on my YouTube channel too. This week I chat to Helen Ibe, an incredible guitarist and singer-songwriter from Nigeria. She's currently working on her original music, but she's putting out guitar tutorials and demonstrations of her gorgeous guitar playing on YouTube, and people are really starting to take notice. So go and subscribe to her channel immediately. Also give her fan pages on Facebook and Instagram a follow too. This whole series is brought to you by DistroKid, my favourite music distribution service, which gets your music into online stores and streaming platforms. And they've been a huge supporter of this channel and this podcast. There is a link in the show notes for you to get 7% off your first year. So let's get into the show. Tuesday. 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 Tuesday Talks nice to finally like actually get to chat to you and talk to you and hear your story yeah it's I've been shaking you out oh my god you you're amazing thank you you're amazing I I said I was I I said I was always going to tell you that I just started watching your videos recently I didn't really know and I just went through I mean you have so much pure undiluted great content and I said when I speak to you I was going to tell you that face to face (laughs) because you're great really keep up the great job it's amazing well honestly when I started seeing your videos being recommended by YouTube um and I you know they were just your YouTube channel is just doing so well and it's really really awesome to see because you're bringing a different just a different atmosphere to guitar playing like your smile is just so infectious and um you know and then obviously you're playing like I saw I I was um watching one of the Jimi Hendrix videos and then also you teaching guitar and stuff like that and then you telling the story of how how you started learning guitar um I was wondering if we could start with that first and can you tell um my viewers um how you started playing guitar Okay, first, I'm Nigerian. So Nigerians are really religious and highly churchy people. So a lot of musicians and instrumentalists here always start from church. Most times, at least 95% of them will always start from church. And fortunately for me, that was how I started. I started in church. Um, There's these things where musicians leave the church because to find greener pastures and they will live in the church in mass. Like any musician that comes just leaves. And our pastor called me, called all of us actually and said, why don't we just within the choir, just start something like you guys should learn how to play the instruments. We trust you guys are not going to leave, just learn something. And then they called, um, they called a couple of guys in the church and they just started teaching. I don't think anyone else learned apart from me. I took it serious. <laughs> like I was like, it was like a do or die affair for me. And I immediately fell in love with the guitar. I did not want to do anything else. I did not want to hear anything else. First of all, I liked the way it looked. I liked the shape, I guess. I didn't know anything about it. I just liked the way it looked. It was beautiful. And I said, this was what I wanted to do. And then the next thing that caught me was the sound. I like the sound it produced. And 
I said I was going to learn it, and that was what I did. It was not. It was nothing formal. It was not a music school. It was just a group of guys that just, in two months or three months, taught us taught us the basics, and that was. From there, I just everything else I learned was by hearing other people play or just stealing links from here and there and watching people. Never anything formal. Never went to music school. So yeah, and um, it was really interesting, <laughs> very interesting because everyone else I've not I've not heard of anyone else in my church that I learned that I really in our group then in our, in the set that in the batch that really took it as serious as I did it was a big deal for me and I'm happy I made that decision so that was how it started yeah <laughs> great story uh, how how old were you when you started um this was I think about um I think I was like about 16 yeah I think it was about 16 Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was 16. Um, I remember it was about, okay, you're trying to act how old I am. Is it? <laughs> so you can calculate. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know, uh, not to ask a lady. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm English. I'm very, very polite. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I was 16 when I started and then I think I was just leaving high school we call it secondary school here, but yeah, I was just living secondary school then, and um, yeah, I was sixteen. Um, it was difficult because that was that's that that was considered the prime of my life. Like this is where you decide what you want to do with your life, and everyone was like, of all things in the world that you want to do with your life and want to get serious, guitar. Like it's it's Africa for heaven's sake. No one wants their child to be a musician. <laughs> like it's considered as a last resort or some kind of plan plan Z. That is when every other thing has failed, and then you do music or you go into arts. Um, so music was not really considered as um, it's still kind of I think not considered as something that a lady should do or something someone that has high aspirations and goals should do it's like the the last resort for needy wells so um at that stage of my life it was all i could think of all i could do was just play guitar play guitar play guitar i wasn't even thinking of university or anything but i i went and um yeah that okay. was that was it yeah it's it's really it's one of those just tough things, isn't it? Like in general, all around the world, like being a musician, you're just destined to, I don't know, be seen as a failure by so many other people. And yet what you're doing now is so incredible because one, you're educating people on YouTube, like your your guitar tutorials are, are really beneficial to so many people. Um, your fan base... <clears throat> your fan base is just so positive and um you're you're really making a difference to people so you know hopefully things will get easier and with people like you actually showing that it's the first thing you wanted to do it's not a last resort and that's okay that's that's really powerful maybe yeah it is mm-hmm. yeah it is powerful i like to spread positivity and i think that was one of the reasons why I really took it serious because I, I, I like 
the smile on people's faces when I play. Like I'm just playing and I look up and people are smiling and they're happy. And I'm like, oh my God, I can have this kind of effect on someone. Man, this is what I'm doing. And I studied something really different in university, but I still came back to music because the music always kind of calls you every time. Like even even when you leave and you do something else, there's just something about music when you start that just calls you back. It just feels like this is what you're supposed to do. And the effect I have on people when I play or when I teach, you know, um, making them happy, making people happy and healing people's soul through music and touching their souls through music is just an amazing feeling. And I don't think I'll trade it for anything in the world. I, I love it. I love doing it. I like the way I feel. I love the way other people feel. It's like a win-win. So yeah, it's, it's amazing. I love it. And now I guess by you being clever enough to, to jump on something like YouTube and Instagram and Facebook, like you, you have a huge following on Facebook and um yeah as I said YouTube is is just growing like that will become uh that will become a a source of income um and then that will allow you to do it more and more and more so it's just you know it's it's smart of you to not you know I feel like maybe you're looking more into the business side of it I don't know whether maybe that resonates at all like you're thinking how do I sustain this for forever yeah exactly exactly I'm I'm still I just started YouTube recently and the whole social media thing how it just started and blew up I did not have any strategy there was no there was no plan it just happens you know when one of your videos just goes viral and you're like oh my god what is that like when did this happen so there was no there was no crazy strategy and oh yeah i'm going to like trick the algorithm and do this and do that i, I never really had any of that so it just came and um watching people and reading comments of people watching my videos from all over the world it's just I can't I still can't believe it till now because it's just so it's just an amazing feeling. And yes, I want to go into the business side of music, but I'm just getting into YouTube. So I don't really understand the ropes yet. I'm still trying to learn the ropes, trying to um, know what of course I do a lot of covers. And you know what it is with copyrights and all of that. You can't really make that much money doing no, covers right. with the copyrights. So I'm trying to find how to merge the teaching, merge the um uh, you know talking videos and covers together just i'm still trying to learn how to do all these things together which is kind of not an easy job <laughs> maybe you know how this thing is you've been in this thing for like years it is not easy creating content on youtube it's one of the hardest things and but the thing is when when you do you feel so good like when when you're done with it you feel amazing like oh finally i did this and it's out there and people are watching so yeah i'm trying to learn the business side of it i'm not perfect yet i'm still trying to know what my ch um you know I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say i'm still trying to you know figure out what to do with the channel and how to incorporate all these ideas together doing covers doing teaching videos doing talk videos tip videos and all of that so mm. yeah well i think that's where you're you're going to see even more growth because um you are mixing it up you're not just deciding to do one thing like I think the the best thing to do with a YouTube channel is is variety because as you said the, the viral thing is a bit overwhelming um when you know if something goes viral and that's what you're known for 
it becomes difficult to you you can't really recreate something that's viral like that's the whole point of it going viral so um i think you know the the tutorials the 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 best thing about um as soon as you make original content and being able to monetize those videos as opposed to the covers which you know might be seen as a a bit of a um you know showing the music that you love and and who you're influenced by which is really nice for people to see but also just as a way to pull more people in you know like um people being able to see that you can play Jimi hendrix songs is so impressive and then they'll you know they'll trust you and they just they'll they'll just keep watching so um it is it is really tough and and also the thing is like your your channel will evolve and so you'll kind of never be satisfied as well like i can see that in you like i know you'll always be striving to do um do something better and better yourself and you know better your musicianship and everything so so don't worry too much about it but recently i've been reading a book called um uh, the war of art by stephen pressfield which uh, talks about the resistance creative people feel when trying to make something and um you know you're you're showing up and you're doing the work so just uh keep 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 positive about it and you know i i think i i just think your outlook and your perspective is really interesting when like you said like if it's not really all that respected um how do you go around like changing people's opinions so just keep at it but um with the guitar you're a songwriter as well right yeah, I do. I, I am. I am a songwriter. I have my own songs. Even I've I've recorded a few, but I've not put any out there yet. Because what I was waiting for was having a fan base, having people that I know will listen to my music before putting anything out, which I kind of have now and I'm building. So um, I'm working on my EP, which will be out. Yeah, before the end of the year. And I have a lot of stuff, original content that I have not put out yet because I feel like covers are a great way to get people interested in you, get people, like draw people in and kind of like show them what you can do. Yeah, you can play guitar. And yeah, now I have you hooked. Here's my original content. <laughs> you can go watch it too. Yeah, so that was what I was trying to do. And I think I have that now. And anytime soon, I should put out more original content. Um, I've not, I've not put it on here, which is kind of sad, but I will mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, how yeah. much alongside music? Um, what, what did you study at university? I studied microbiology, so it's like miles away. <laughs> yeah, wow. I am a scientist. Um, it was no education is a waste. Um, if you have opportunity to do something, then you should do it. I didn't have an opportunity to study music. No one is going to pay anything for me to study music. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's not the way it works in Nigeria, especially, and even in Africa. So I started microbiology and it was, um, how it affected my musicianship is, um, when you study any science course, especially my, what I did, it makes you look at the little details. Like, I mean, as to see life beyond life. Um, you know, I can see microbes. I see the little things that make life. And it just makes me um, 
very detail oriented and i i just translated that into my music i look at the little details i am very very detailed in whatever i do because i had that training and so whatever you do whether you started music early or not whatever you study study it do it no education is a waste you can always translate um whatever you studied into what you're doing now which i did i think which and that had a great effect on me um if you get what i mean right yeah definitely like you know music to be a musician you have to be very analytical anyway because you have to you you have to be able to notice things that other people aren't noticing to make yourself different so but that's amazing. I am definitely not smart enough to be a scientist. Um, so I, I am in I am in awe. Um, I I studied classical music, which also is another it's just a you know, you're known that you're never going to earn anything um, unless you are the top in the world. And even then, it's just such a, a tough thing to be part of. So I knew that I, w- I was going to a, a I was doing a degree that wasn't really going to um, help me build a career afterwards. But again, no education is a waste. And obviously classical music can can transfer and it's kind of. But that's so interesting. So did you then pursue a career in mi- microbiology after that or did? Um, no, I didn't. I went to I for that um, went to teaching school and I started to teach biology, which I still do. So um I'm biology teacher too, <laughs> along with the music. So it's um, crazy how I have been able to juggle this to diff- way different parts of life together. But people don't know. People don't know that about me. I want you to know about my music. That is the um, that is the part of my life I'm willing to share. Um, that I want people to know. So that is the um, information that I give out. But I, 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 it's I, I don't know how I do it. <laughs> I don't know how I do it, but I do. And um, it's just it's just great to be able to do that. Um, I love to teach. It doesn't matter what. If I know it, I will teach it. And that is why I went into teaching. And I did young children from about ages um, 10 to 13, around that age. So it's, it's, it's great to be able to mentor them and tell them about life and show them about life. It's... It's great. I love to do it. Yeah. Okay. So with guitarists, um, when you discovered the instrument and who was the first sort of guitar hero that you learned about and started to try and emulate? The very first was Norman Brown. Jeez. I don't know if you know him, but he's a real smooth player. He's a smooth jazz player. I still, I'm still in love with him till now. I can never stop. Judd Benson was there too. Peter White was there. Um, El Clue was in the list. Richard Bonner was there. Lionel Luke was there. I was listening to these people because I didn't really have a teacher then, apart from the first two, three months. So I was just listening to everything that I, I heard that sounded nice. And I was just picking up things from here and there and here and there and just merging it together to form my own sound. So um, Norman Brown was a huge part of my um, of my start and that is why i i like to play i i was playing like him before not really like him but i like his smoothness i like his fluidity um so yeah he is my number one guy that i'll say it really inspired me who are you listening mm-hmm. to now 
um, right now, I'm feeling, right now, I've been feeling a little bluesy. So I've been listening a lot to Josh Smith. <laughs> yes. And I think just Josh Smith is an, oh my gosh, I think he's so underrated. And he's not just a blues guy. There's something about his playing that it's just not quite conventional, like the bluesy ooh, kind of um, guitar players, like you expect what they would play. He just takes the blues to a whole new level. And it's like he mixes it with jazz and country and blues. And it's just amazing how he does it. Like I can listen to him for hours and hours. Josh Smith is amazing. So right now he's he's the one I'm listening to a lot. That's a that's a good recommendation yeah. because yeah, you're right. Yeah. He's completely underrated and and um uh, he, he's he's just a very open player to like he talks about his process and I, I was I was watching that really viral video of his I don't know if you've seen it where he's he's talking about fusing I think it was for guitarist magazine he was like oh, yeah, fusing loads of genres I oh think I, I saw that oh my god he's, he's amazing it's guy. so yeah. effortless as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the way he just does it it's not it's not like the conventional blues like I said it's it's just a mix of a whole different genres that I don't really get, like maybe jazz, um, country, and he just blends them together and just fuses them into one to form that sound. It's great. I like him. So he started, um, I think he was pretty much thrown on stage by by a mentor or guitar teacher or something. Like he was he was started in pubs and clubs. Um, do you perform a lot outside of church? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I perform in uh, events. Yeah, I perform in several places apart from church. Like recently, I was at um, a place called Umutu, and it was really great with several musicians and bands just jamming together. I have a lot of friends that are musicians too, so sometimes we just meet, we just jam. So it doesn't have to be church. In fact, I can't even remember the last time I played in church. <laughs> it's been a while. Like it's been years. I must confess. Oh my god, how did I get so wild? <laughs> <laughs> how did I get so wild? Oh my god. But I've not I've not performed in church in a long time. It's been like from one event or social gathering to the other, corporate events, um, pubs sometimes. Um and I'm just, you know, trying to learn how to play life. It's, it's 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 a different ball game playing like you know like you're seeing all these different people just staring at you expecting something amazing and then it's it's just it's just crazy trying to perform it's different when you're performing in front of a camera like it's just you in the room and then you can just let it out but live performance is something else there's the charisma there's the actual playing and there's the um you know audience trying to connect with them too so live performance is amazing. I love it. Yeah, I, I always think the best thing about live performing, I feel like it's a bit like doing a live stream, which I've only just started doing. But it's kind of like a it's a release when you just realize there's no I, I can't do this again. Like I can't I, I can't stop and start the song. Whereas when exactly. I'm making a video <laughs> and suddenly I forget that I when I'm making a video, I don't know whether you find this at all either, but. I'll practice something, I'll rehearse it, and then as soon as I hit record, it all falls apart. 
Oh my God, tell me about it, girl. Tell me about it. It's crazy. It happens a lot. What I do is I do like maybe four or five takes on a video that I'm supposed to post. And then I see through, maybe sometimes even six, sometimes even seven. I do a lot of takes. And then I see through all the takes that I do. I find the one that I think is the best take. I didn't really do much mess ups. And I just I just choose that one and I post it. That is that is how I do it. Ah, you see, <laughs> I do it slightly differently. I'll do a hundred different takes because they'll all be rubbish. And then I'll just take the last one that I survive through. <laughs> That's how I do it. So oh my God. you're, you're yeah. distinctly more professional than me with your... Uh... <laughs> not, not really. Here, yeah, I've learned to walk fast because in Nigeria, I live in Nigeria and we don't have 24 hours power. It could come at any time and it could right. go at any time. Like right now we're talking, it could go right now. I don't know. So you have to learn how immediately like comes up. I'm jumping. I'm like, where's my guitar? Oh my God, what song am I doing? Okay. Um, I practiced the song before and I'm right. I have to do it because I, I might have just one hour and I have just 30 minutes. Hell, I might have even 10 minutes. I don't know when the light will come on. I don't know when it will go off. So I'm immediately trying to work as fast as I can. I put myself on that much, that much pressure because I don't know when the power is going to last for or when it's going to go. So it's it's pretty sad, but it is it is what it is. And that's why I have to work that fast. Yeah, well, and that makes it even, I mean, you're just so impressive and just exactly how you're moving forward with this. And yeah, you know, if if all this is sort of, all the social media attention has come out of essentially nowhere, but but it's coming out of somewhere because it's 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 you and your um your talent really but i i think um do you when you when you're performing what what's um what's the lineup of the band or like do you who are your friends and like what what instruments do they play um most times it's just like a three or four man band i have i usually have a drummer and a keyboardist, a bassist, those are my three, like, I got to have those three at least. And then if I want to be really extra, maybe saxophone. Um, um, I don't, they're not like my band or my personal band. I just, they're just my friends. And I just say, hey, I have a gig. Are you, are you free? And they say, okay, yeah. And then we just jump. But they're not like my band, like my own band. You get it? So, um, so yeah, drums, keyboard, bass, those three. And then I play guitar, of course, and then I'm good to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Yeah. Do you, do you <laughs> cool. sing? Do you sing your own songs live? Yeah, I've sang a couple of my own songs live, um, but most times I always do covers or just instrumentals, or I just form a rhythm, or I just um, the keyboard is just playing something, playing some kind of rhythm, and I just improvise over it for minutes and minutes, and I'm just like just playing with the song. I did it a lot, and people seem to always like that. Um, so sometimes I sing my own song. It just depends on my arrangement with the people that invited me for the show. Do you want my own songs? Do I play my own song? They're like, yeah, you can play a couple of your songs. And I do. If they don't, then I just do whatever they want. Um, yeah. Yeah, the role of the working musician, trying to get your music heard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, when, when you're writing, um, do, you, do you write on acoustic guitar? Um, no, I write on my electric, my Telecaster, um, because I'm just used to this Telecaster. I don't know. It's just, 
um, it's so personal to me. And whether I have power or not, whether it's connected to the amp or not, I can at least hear it a bit. And that is how I write the songs. I kind of put down a chord progression and then I kind of write on the chord progression. Um, so I, I sometimes I use the acoustic, but not, not as much as I use the electric. Not as much at all. I mean, <laughs> electric, let's be honest, it's far cooler. Yeah, it's cool. You're getting lots, <laughs> lots of other sounds. You can get lots of, <laughs> you can get a lot of sounds out of the electric. You can even simulate your electric to sound like an acoustic. So if, um, but not quite. I know if I were to choose between electric and acoustic, obviously I would choose the electric a <laughs> hundred times over. I'm not, and again, I don't have the best of acoustics. I have just this Fender um, Strat Acoustic and it's not, it's, it's okay, but it's not the best. Um, I just, I got it because of the size. I'm working on getting another one, but um, yeah, I write mostly on my electric um, because it's the one I feel most comfortable with anytime, mm -hmm. any day, mm -hmm. anywhere. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you, um, what do you get inspired by lyric wise? Um, most times it's just day-to-day -day life, what happens in my life, um, the stories that I hear. Um, and a lot of stories are bound in Nigeria. <laughs> it's, this place is somewhere, this place is, Nigeria is such a place where there are lots of stories. Things happen here every day, interesting things, crazy things, drama. So I, I kind of get inspiration from, you know, everyday life here, things that happen in my life. Um, okay, I just I just want to write about something that I heard yesterday or a story that I heard. And I just get that, that's what I get inspired by. This um, craziness inspires me. Um, yeah, it just... <laughs> I just want to document it somehow. And the only way to do that is by writing about it. Uh, yeah. That's incredible. I really, I, I want to hear this EP as well. So if if I, <laughs> if I can be so bold to ask um, yeah, I, a I sneak peek in some, at some point, so that'd be great. <laughs> okay. I listened to yours and your lone wolf. Oh my gosh, how did you do that? Now I'm the one asking the question. That was an amazing one. It was really cool. I mean, and you write so well. And I like the way you, your guitar, especially the beginning of your songs, like the guitar is like, there's always some kind of rhythm that, that is, I can't quite explain it, but it's, it's really cool. It's amazing. Thank I you like very much. I like all your songs. Um, for yeah. me, th that record was just, yeah, it's, you know, the best thing you can do is write about what you know. Um, and, and that's why I'm so excited uh, to hear your stuff, because I, I want to write about your perspective on uh, I, I want to hear about your perspective on on your life and, and day to day stuff. And um, for me, Lone Wolf was just it was, um, yeah, just a, a bad heartbreak. That's all it was. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which, is, like which is which is uh, quite obvious when people listen to it. But um, you know, it, I think the best thing a, a songwriter can do is just obviously tell stories, and and the best the best stories come from things you've actually experienced. So um, 
what was a recent story you heard that inspired a song? Hi, super sorry to interrupt, but both Helen and I experienced some technical difficulties at this point. So we'll resume with the Zoom video and audio for the last 10 minutes. But just thank you for continuing to listen to this conversation. Back to the episode. Here in Nigeria, um, women especially go through a lot of abuse in relationships. They're unfaithful men. And recently I saw, can you hear me? Yeah. Recently, I actually did not hear this. I saw it where a man um, beats the head out of his wife, kind of really tore her clothes in public and got her naked. That was, um, it was a really, really, really sad song. I shouldn't have had what the, um, oh my God, I felt so bad watching that, that I had to write something about it. And it was—it's quite a sad song, but I—it was just about the unfairness, you know, the kind, you know, putting down women the way um men here put women down, and I'm faithful. Oh yeah, you see that, right? <laughs> did you see that? I did. I did. I did. What what would you So you see what I go through? Okay. Um what would you what would you like to do? I'd have to turn on the generator. That's what I'll do. Okay, we we can we can keep it short. Like I don't want to use up um Just give me one minute, please. Okay, okay. Thank yeah, sorry you. about that. So you now you see what I have to go through. Whenever I'm making a video, and you see how how fast I have to work, yeah. Because I don't know when the power goes off. It just did. Yeah. Um. Am I? I I'll just ask you, like, uh, in terms of um that being on camera. Do you want that to be on camera or not? Um. If you the the one when the power went off. Yeah. Because I, I can I can edit that out. Or, or if you kind of want it, I can leave it in. Yeah, you can leave it in. Thank like, you. Just to show what I'm talking about. I just talked about it and then yeah. it happened. So it's yeah. like, oh my God, that is what happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, um, if uh, if you don't mind just sort of telling the story again, just in case, um, because it was getting a little bit um, bl- blurry. Um, if you can just tell the story and then we'll move on to the prepared questions and then and then I'll let you have your Saturday evening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so I was saying the recent song I wrote about was the... Um, a lot of women get put down here in Africa, in Nigeria, and I'm not sure, uh, all over the world, actually. I was just, I wrote a song about the unfaithfulness um, that men do and the pain that we as women go through. Because recently, I just saw a man fight his wife, like, just two weeks ago here, and tore, like, literally tore her clothes, and, and she was sack naked in public. And this was just so sad that I had to write about it. Mm-hmm. It's it a sad song, but that story really inspired the song. It's a great song, but it's sad. And it's, um, you know, I've, I've been heartbroken before, so I know the pain that it feels to, you know, for, to go through that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, it was a song about, it's a song about heartbreak. It's a song about unfaithfulness. It's a song about pain. And from a woman's perspective, 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is that is what the song is about. Well, I I'm so sorry to hear that, but also like it's it's so important for you to be able to write about that and and share a story and and show your perspective when you know I I, I think that's exactly how change is made. So um, that's I'm I am looking forward to hearing your music. I think it's going to be very very special and and important. So uh, keep writing and and keep recording and um and obviously if there's if there's anything I can do or or share just you have to just let me know and and um we'll do that. But I'm super super excited about people seeing this conversation. Um, okay, uh, let's move on to the the final four questions, which I've been asking everyone in the series, and um. Which album or artist have you recommended to your friends and family the most? Oh my god, I will not shut up about Norman Brown. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I, I've said it before and I'm saying it again. I like the guy. Maybe it's just more than the music. I don't know. Maybe it's his personality, but I've recommended even recently I recommended his, I recommended him to a friend. Um and this friend of mine is a real great great friend too. His name is um Professor Kinch Padrak O'Kane. And he also has a YouTube channel, Miami Guitar Workshop. He is the guy that I share music with and all of that. And I told him about Norman Brown. He listened to him and he was like, wow, this guy is good. Like, Norman Brown songs. I like his That's the Way Love Goes. I like his Lee Dan. And Judge Benson is also another guy that I would, I would shut up about. Recently, I've um, discovered, um, I've not discovered him, I knew, I knew him before, but James Arthur. And it's not just about his, it's not just about technicality of music. When I listen to James Arthur, I don't listen to the guitar parts or anything like that. I just enjoy the music. And his album, You, has really, really, really touched me. I love it. It's an amazing album to me. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, there's just one person I'll mention. She's not really popular. But her name is Jackie Benson. Um, and I, I think she's just a pure, amazing soul. She, her album, Joy, is... Um, um, and and this, this person is not so technical. There isn't that much crazy, um, you know, fast, ready guitar lines or anything. But it's just cool. It's just how I chill. She's just pure. And I, I love her music a lot. So those four artists, I think I've been recommending a lot recently. I don't know why, but... Yeah, I have. Mm-hmm. The music speaks to you somehow. That's awesome. Somehow. Okay, so if you, um, the second question, if you could have a drink with any musician, dead or alive, who would it be and what would you ask them? <laughs> I would, I think, oh my God, who would it be? <laughs> Jimi Hendrix, maybe? Yeah. Jimi Hendrix, yeah, because I really, oh my God, and I also should have mentioned Jimi Hendrix seriously. But I would I would have a drink with Jim Hendrix. He was he was quite an interesting guy. What would you um, ask him? I would ask him how he I don't know. I I don't know. I would ask him so many things. First I'll ask him if he had a girlfriend and then I would ask him <laughs> <laughs> I think he had many girlfriends. <laughs> yeah, he had many girlfriends. I would ask him I'll let him I'll just ask him, are you interested in having like a serious relationship with Jimmy? Really, like stop this quick this playing around. <laughs> would you, would you want to date date a, a musician like that? 
<laughs> no, no, I don't think so. I'm just joking, but he was he was quite attractive and good looking and he played well. So um um but I would not date I would not date um, I would ask him how he if he I don't know if he's naturally left handed or if he just started playing like that. I don't I don't know about I've not read about that. If he actually maybe wrote left handed and um if he's right handed when he writes or when he does other things but plays left handed just like Eric Gales. Do you know Eric Gales? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Eric Gales is actually right handed. But he plays guitar left handed, like so I I wanted to know if he if that was actually a thing from him or if he just I don't know. I- I'm sure we will find out. I'm sure someone someone on the internet um, will comment below and, and let us know because it's it's not something I've, has ever crossed my mind. I haven't thought about that. That's I haven't thought about that. I just I think I just made the assumption. I just made the assumption. Um, okay, so uh, tell me about your favorite piece of music gear um, and the story behind it. Um, my favorite piece of music gear is my. Um, RC three hundred Lupa. First, because yeah, it's a great piece of gear because I can. Um, it makes me. I can loop something and write songs with it. I write songs with it. I make melody and rhythm with it. And it was given to me as a gift by someone, a friend that's really special and close to me. So it means a lot. Okay. Fine. Final question. Okay. If you could give your younger self a word of musical advice, what would it be? Um, it would be that it, it will get better. Because um, <laughs> when I was starting, it was like, I didn't know what I was doing with music. I just, it was just winging it, doing all the covers that I knew. I didn't have any strategy. I didn't have any plans. Um, and I felt really discouraged. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. And I would have told myself that just hold on, keep doing what you're doing. It will get better. Like, there's no way it's going to get better. Keep practicing, keep doing what you're doing. You will get better. It will get better. Life will get better generally. And um, you'll be fine. (laughs) Because then it didn't seem like I'll be fine. But if I could tell myself anything, that is what it was going to be. It will be fine. I don't have any regrets, but I'm just saying that it will be fine. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah. That's the perfect way to end this interview. Thank you so, so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it. So I think you'll agree this was an important conversation to have and thank you for watching and listening uh, throughout the technical difficulties. Helen was an absolute joy to talk to and I can't wait to hear her original music as well as watch every single video she puts out. So please go and subscribe to her too. Now for information on the sponsor of this entire series, more than 250,000 artists rely on DistroKid to distribute their music, including myself. If you're wanting to have your music available on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music and Tidal, amongst many more stores, then you should sign up using the link in the description. An account starts at just $19.99 for unlimited songs and albums in the 12 months. And with the link in the description, you'll get 7% off your first year. If you are writing and producing music, then I can't recommend DistroKid enough. So a massive thanks to them for making this series possible. And check out the link in the description for that 7% discount. 
Thank you for being a part of this endeavour and supporting me by watching and listening to these interviews in the series. Now I guess I better start working on the next one. I'll see you very soon.